Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lo Que No Me Dijeron podcast. For this episode, I'm going to jump into the nitty gritty of house hunting and the steps that came after. So rewind a little bit. Last episode, I talked about how we had two different realtors show us two different homes, and then we used a series of questions to kind of interview them. Well, technically, you have the right to do that. But if your realtors find out that you're using two different realtors, then it can lead them to be less motivated to find you the property of your choice because they're not even sure if you're going to pick them. And so I think that was one of the factors that was really stressing us out because we didn't want to end up crashing into another realtor who may have been showing the same house that we were looking at and them not knowing of each other type of situation. So that's why we ended up choosing one right after having both of them show us one home rather than working with both for a longer period of time, especially because Carlos and I, we both have that good kid mentality where if you're not saying the full truth, it feels like you're doing something bad. And we use that strategy for our best interests but it was just so stressful. But anyways, I just thought that I would share that last little piece because I feel like it's important. So fast forward, it took us the first two weeks of February to choose that lender and choose the realtor and then send out emails for acceptance and rejections for who we had picked and who we didn't. So before we actually got into the house hunting, we set up a call with our realtor And we went over some of the things that were important for us in the property. So for example, he asked us what type of property we were interested in. And for us, we were open. We were open to whether it was a condo, a townhouse, a single family home, or a multiple family home. But one of the minimum requirements that we set was that it had to have at least two bedrooms and two bathrooms. So it could be more than that, but we preferably did not want it to be less than that. One of the other requirements that we set was that we preferred for the home to have been built from 1980s and up. And one of the reasons that we set that requirement was because of me and my preference. I didn't want our home to be very old where we're going to end up having to consistently invest in it to fix things that are giving out because it's an old home and it has to be replaced. So that was definitely one of the things that was important to me. And then one of the things that was important to Carlos was preferably having a more spacious backyard. And we let our realtor know that these were our preferences, but we would be willing to be flexible because our number one requirement was that it fell within our specific desired monthly payment. I think that was the most important thing for us and that I highly recommend that someone else take the time to do for themselves because you don't want to end up purchasing a home that is over your budget and that ultimately you can't pay for and it's added stress to your lifestyle. The lender will approve you for a maximum amount and you know what they approve you for depends on a lot of different factors. So your assets, your credit score, 
your debt to income ratio. And I know you're probably thinking, how do I do that? How do I even know what factors go into the monthly payment? And how do I arrive to that number? That's where your lender comes in. They're able to give you different situations based off of what your requests are. And so what we did is we set a minimum and a maximum. We said we would feel most comfortable if our monthly payment was this, but we are open to paying a maximum monthly payment of this amount. And so by giving our lender a range, he was able to calculate what ranges we should be looking in. And so that was one of the very first things that we did. And I'm so glad that we did that because once we actually started the house hunting, you get so caught up with how beautiful a house can be that sometimes you want to start pushing your budget. But by having set our budget ahead of time, we knew what properties we wouldn't even look at so that we wouldn't be tempted to push our budget. And so I think that was really good for us. Um, One of the things that our realtor did tell us was that we had to keep our schedules open as much as possible because when a home comes on the market, you have to try and see it within two days because usually by the third day, they already have offers coming in. And so again, because we're in a seller's market and there's limited amount of homes, the homes are not available for a long period of time. So you have to be able to see the home as soon as it comes on the market and then make a decision whether you wanted to put an offer on that home or not. And so I know we're purchasing a home in a very different time than most people, but purchasing in this market, in this seller's market, has made our entire experience feel like it's going at a thousand miles per hour where a home becomes available, you're looking at it within two days, and then you already have to make a decision. Whereas I guess usually you would have a little bit more time and the home would usually stay on the market for a lot longer than the three to four or five days. We viewed our first set of homes February 20th and 21st, which was a Saturday and Sunday. And so that was our first weekend of actually going from one house to another and house hunting. And in my perspective, it was a very exciting weekend. It's exciting stepping foot into a home and trying to visualize yourself in that house. It was so exciting that we really forgot to ask questions. I don't know. I just feel like that first weekend we were walking into the houses and not really inspecting them because I feel like we didn't really know what we should be looking for, but rather we were just like enjoying the kitchen and enjoying the backyard and just really trying to envision ourselves in these homes. And so, like I said, that weekend, we ended up not asking absolutely any questions. And thank goodness for Carlos's mom, because we told her about our experience and how one of the homes that we saw was like a very beautiful home. And she asked us a thousand and one questions about the house and different components of the house. And we were like, uh, basically, because we didn't know any of the answers to those questions because we didn't ask any questions. So I think that in our experience, it's been super helpful to have Carlos's mom and her fiance 
really answer any questions that we have and being able to share our experience with them and then them give us feedback on what we should be asking has been so, so helpful. And so after that first weekend of house hunting and going from one house to another, we created a list of questions so that we can make sure that we are paying more attention to the details of the home. And some of those questions were, one, how old was the air conditioning and heater unit? Two, how old was the roof? When was it last replaced? And within how much more time would it have to be replaced again? Three, what types of piping was used in the home? Four, what was the age of the appliances? And we usually use these four questions when we were really interested in a house. And the reason why we chose these four is because these are factors that if they're old and have to be replaced, then that's additional money that we would have to spend on the home. And so we wanted to make sure what we were working with with each house that we were looking at. So from all the homes that we saw that first weekend, there was only really two that we kind of liked, but we weren't sure about. But because it was our first weekend, we just kind of let them pass us by and we didn't decide to go with any of those homes. So then our realtor sent us a new list of homes that we could pick from. And so we set up several appointments for that next weekend, which was the weekend of the 27th. And so for the weekend of the 27th, we had picked four different properties that we were going to look at. Out of the four homes that we were supposed to see that Saturday, we were only able to see three because the fourth home, the owner had to take the house off of the market due to COVID reasons, which I'm glad we didn't end up stepping into that home. Otherwise, we would have probably been quarantined. But anyways, out of the four homes, we were able to see three and we actually fell in love with all three. The first home that we saw was actually the one that we had really been keeping our eye on it. Even since before our realtor has sent it, we saw it online on the realtor website. We knew that it would probably be super competitive to try and get our offer accepted to that one. So we kept our options open with having those other two homes that we saw. And so that first home, for me, what I loved about it was... The high ceilings, all of the natural lighting that comes into the home, and the super spacious backyard. And then the second house that we saw was 100% remodeled, so everything inside was completely new. It's kind of hard to not love a house that's completely new and it's just really beautiful from the inside. But compared to the first one, it didn't have as much natural lighting, and the backyard was really small, plus it was a townhouse and not an actual single family home. So there was a wall that you would have to share with your neighbor. So those were some of the things that we didn't like about it, but it was a very beautiful house from the inside. And the third home was the smallest of the three, but I feel like both Carlos and I really loved the house because even though it was super small, the way that it was decorated and just how the family was able to maximize all the spaces in the home, it gave it that really like homey feeling. And I don't know how to really explain it, but it just felt homey, even though it was very small. 
the only things we kept thinking was if our family comes to visit us in this home, where would we put everyone? Because it was just so tiny. But the backyard was family friendly and dog friendly. They had cut off a section for their dog. So that was nice because we have a dog ourselves. So that Saturday was definitely filled with the best homes that we had seen up until that point and completely different styles, but we love them all in a different way. And so we asked our realtor what our next step was, and he said that we would have to decide whether we wanted to place an offer on the homes, if so, which ones, and we had to set an offer price. So Carlos and I decided that we were going to place an offer on all three houses, and we came up with numbers for each one of them, as in what was the max number that we were willing to offer for each one of the three. But we actually only ended up placing two offers on the first house and the second house. The third house ended up getting so many offers for ridiculous amounts, given how small it was that we decided that it wasn't worth it. I know I initially said that... I would be dividing this home buying series into two portions. However, this process has so many components to it, and it's so much more complex than what I initially thought it would be. So I'm going to be making this more like a four-part series. I hope that this was helpful for those of you who are thinking about purchasing a property in these times and that it gives you some perspective about some of the factors that you should really consider before you take that step forward. Lastly, I want to remind all of you that I am not a realtor. I am not a real estate expert. These are my experiences and what I've learned along the way. But if you have any questions or you have any comments, feel free to reach out to me at the lo que no me dijeron dot podcast Instagram page. <laughs>